Alright Is that better? Yeah So what did, what did this meme say? So I saw this meme On Facebook or Instagram or both Because I've seen it like 20 times And it basically said Which is funny Because you said What did this meme say? The meme says I saw this meme <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I saw this meme which said that men twerk when they're in missionary and I've been mad ever since. <laughs> so I thought that was hilarious, but I also thought <laughs> it shows the toxicity of the mindset of the joke, right? Like we know all jokes hold some truth. It can only be true if it's a it can only be funny if there's a little truth in it, which is we're pissed. At any inclination of homosexuality in a man or femininity in a man mm. is a threat. Right. Threat. And this is from a man? The men were posting this? Men were posting it. Some of the women were posting it too. But, you know, I kind of feel like that's worse because that shows that the women have bought into the men's toxic masculine thought process as well. Now we're cycling it back. Now we all have it. I mean, it's a lot like racism. It's not a thing that men have only. We all have this toxic masculine thoughts, you know, um, which I don't know. You said, I guess we'd probably be talking about gender, but it's fascinating because it rolls into this other thing that I was reading about, which is just uh, men avoiding emotional conversations mm -hmm. because it's considered weak because the way society has uh, stigmatized emotions it's a thing that we've been taught is bad so we run from it as weak so it was kind of saying something similar where it creates these withdrawal chase patterns in relationships where there's one person chasing the other, the other person's withdrawing, the person withdrawing has the power because you can't have a relationship on your own. So when that person withdraws into themselves, you can't connect with them. So there's no connection. So they maintain the power. And then basically they continue to do that to you know maintain their safety, to make themselves feel better. Mm -hmm. But it prevents the connection in the relationship from uh, thriving. So I just thought it was this fascinating concept and was talking about like that versus boundaries. Like basically that's poor, poor boundaries, right? Because you don't know how to communicate. You run and you avoid the emotions. You avoid the conversations. You avoid discussions, talking about it, all of those things. And so instead you retreat within yourself. So it's like not until you learn to communicate your needs and boundaries then other people can meet your needs and boundaries but if you're not communicating it then people are going to always be breaking it or stepping on it or overstepping it or not meeting whatever your needs are on either end of the spectrum and then you can't have a healthy relationship but most people do not know how to communicate their needs most people haven't spent enough time discovering their needs and what it is what are some or even being of honest of needs. their needs i have no idea it depends on each person right um I need to feel safe. I need to be able to be vulnerable. If I can't be vulnerable with you, I don't feel safe with you. That's one of my personal needs. Do you, do you think that's universal? Oh, boy. I don't even know if I can get into universal. I can't speak for everybody else. Most people I've met 
need that. Um, I'm sure there are people who will say they don't need it. They don't need to feel safe in their relationship. Or they don't need to feel vulnerable. Oh, okay. Um, I think they would say they need to feel safe. I think they go together. They just might not connect it. Different word choices. They might not tie Same them together. Though. Yeah. Um, but I also think there are people who've been hurt so much they get to a place they're numb. And so at that point, maybe they don't need connection or... It's not a priority for them like yeah. some others. Yeah, depending on your emotional, your emotion, the place you're in emotionally. Yeah, you know. I can see that. Which we see that a lot, right? Like, um, when we talk about trauma in the black community, um, a lot of times the textbooks and the assessments are written by white people, so they want to see certain symptoms. And in my work, I've learned we no longer display those symptoms because we've been dealing with it so long. We're numb. We're used to it. Those are the things we laugh at almost. It's the reason that people look at black people and think that they're aggressive or they're this, like certain defense mechanisms or coping skills that they've developed to survive. It looks to someone who hasn't had to develop them to survive as extreme or unnecessary. It just depends on your perspective. But um, I do think that Typically, it's the man who's been taught. I think, and that's kind of what we were saying earlier, like where the women start to develop and adapt the masculine perspective, right? Um, most of what has been taught or uh, propagated to us as a society has come from white men, colonialism across the world. And that's mostly what's taught as education. So if we look at all of those systems, like we've adapted those types of thought processes and those ways of thinking, white supremacy mindsets. And I feel like this kind of goes along with it, right? You can't have emotions because I need you to be productive in the fields and at work. So I need you to suppress whatever you're going through because that's not important right now. But I mean, just imagine that, right? Like imagine if it was a child and not an adult or even a teenager, we would tell them that money isn't everything, that money's not the most important thing, that there are all these other traits and values that are way more important than money. And then we become adults and money becomes the most important thing. And now we tell people to suppress their emotions for productivity, suppress their needs for productivity. Um, people need all kinds of things, but everyone says if you're not putting a job and a career first, then you're lazy and trifling. So we learn to fit ourselves into this societally accepted box. And I think that black men in particular have had that problem and black women as well, because even though we're not men, we've adopted the same mindsets and now we've been taught to hate our own traits. And in some respect, I feel like men too, because both men and women have masculine and feminine energy. Oh, we're getting traits. into it now. Both men and women have masculine and feminine traits. Men have been taught and women have been taught to hate the feminine traits within themselves and to embrace the masculine traits within themselves, which doubles down on self-hate in a lot of ways because what happens when you have men who are slightly more feminine or women who are slightly more masculine and then th these kind of things are sort of like enhanced because that's the only thing that the society is telling us is a value and is uh, worthy and should be duplicated. 
I mean, that's kind of how we learn. Like, this is what's good. We duplicate it. We put our energies into that. And now we have a society as a whole that's overly masculine and doesn't know how to be soft because that's considered wrong or bad. That's interesting because I've heard a lot of people from other generations saying our society has gone soft, which is considered more of a feminine energy. I'm still trying to figure out how it is. That I think our society is going softer. And that's the problem. They feel and we see change the same way our society is going blacker. It ain't not racist. It's getting less racist and it's getting less white and less masculine and that's always a threat to the dominant position so you hear nothing but complaints it's the same way with this song everyone's threatened by wet ass pussies as if they want dry ones (laughs) i mean i don't understand like what do you look for in a woman so it becomes let's not talk about it why because it's a woman because men have been talking about their sexual exploitations their sexuality their uh sexual conquests and everything else since the beginning of time Mm -hmm. so what is the issue this isn't appropriate um was it appropriate when the men were doing it right um this isn't appropriate for kids was it appropriate when anybody was saying it that's why they have explicit content labels so that children know what is and isn't appropriate for them from the beginning of time children have been doing things that's not considered appropriate for them like we're resisting natural laws that's what i mean humans resist natural laws Everywhere I've gone, children have broken the rules. That's going to happen. What do you think about the Cardi B song? What do you think it is about it that's so <sighs> divisive or not divisive? That's, that's not fair. I feel like uh, divisive is fair, but I would say, which is maybe not fair, but what I think is true is it's threatening. Mm. It's the same thing we just said. The dominant position. Men. Men have had Men have led the conversation on everything. We just said that, right? We know as a society that the messages that are propagated in the media are biased and have an agenda. So every message that we intake, we need to question the agenda. We need to question who's the audience. We need to question who's writing it and for what purpose, right? So all of these messages that we've been taught in the society that we've just digested and, and taken and just been told this is the way we should think and act, we do, we do it automatically now. We no longer question certain things. So all of our lives we've been told this is how a woman should act, meek and modest. We've seen it with LeBron. Look at how LeBron's wife is talked about and look at how um, Steph Curry's wife is talked about. Or, or the, what's Aisha that Curry's not, is a problem because she's not meek and modest like right. LeBron's wife. Yeah. Now she's an issue. Now she's a problem. Who are you going to say? I can't remember dude's name, but it's Brent something or some cornerback from in the NFL. And his wife goes hard. Yeah. And people will be like, that's not her place. What? So every, everything we're talking about messages, every message I've seen and received. I know this has been through a lot of rap, but it's been through media, TV and everything else. And from men's mouth themselves, they want to ride or die chick. You want someone that's going to be there by your side, fighting your battles alongside you. Mm hmm. That's not going to always look the way you want it to look. Now she's a bad person. Now she's out of pocket because she's not doing it the way you think she should do it. And case in point, do everybody look at the rest of the football players. We're going to call out the one wife. What about the football players beating their wives? 
We got such an issue with the women speaking out. We have such an issue with the women embracing their sexuality, but we have no issue with the deadbeat dads. We have no issue with the people beating their well, wives. We have issues. Oh, who's but not we? the same ones. Oh. It's different people. Look at the people, and that's my point. Okay. Look at who's saying what. That's why I said it's a threat. Look at who's saying what. Look at the man who addresses the woman that he feels is wrong in a situation versus when that same man addresses other men when they think they're wrong look at even the times when those people think something is wrong when does that occur what once again what's the agenda what's the message what's the purpose let's look at it what i've observed is usually single men who are bitter who tend to be complaining about women who are free who are single so what i see is you want that woman or you want what that woman represents and you don't think you can get it because she's being in the streets that's not something i want because i'm threatened by it i hear it all the time because the homies know what she's done what she's like who she's been with oh, men okay. can't handle that they can't handle the conversation that my homeboy might know might have hit it might have tasted it, whatever now he's talking about it now he's thinking about it, whatever it devalues your prize when it's known for to the your, man to your friends but something. they've once again created the language so they've created a system where women accept that same behavior from them so they can do it but the women can't and mm. that's why they're mad because for so long it's been accepted women been taking their shit ride or die buying into this taking charges for niggas doing all kinds of stuff and that's great who doesn't want to have their cake and eat it too mm -hmm. who doesn't want that world until you no longer have your cake and eat it too so that's the thing it's a threat of loss i've been doing my shit I've been, do I've been dogging women I've been doing this I've been treating people any kind of way and they accept it and they love me for me and I love that that feels good to be loved for you, who you are but to have to love someone for who they are that's much harder Agreed. it's easy for me to ask for a woman to be ride or die it's easy for me to ask for loyalty it's easy for me to ask for understanding to ask for love and acceptance it's much harder for me to give it yeah Absolutely. And that's the problem. So men supposedly are the majority. So the majority message is coming from that perspective. And the majority message is this is uncomfortable for me. You mean majority from the power position? Power position. Yeah. So therefore, if it's uncomfortable, uh, if it's uncomfortable for me, it has to stop. If it makes me uncomfortable instead of me doing the work to deal with my uncomfortable feelings and situation or whatever, you have to stop your behaviors. What's the alternative there when we when when we see how men go, I mean, judge women kind of harshly for behaviors that are seen as inappropriate or ho hoes and stuff like that, thoughts or whatever people call it. What's the alternative? You, that's another way, because we're talking about a podcast of words and language. You know how a society feels about something based on the words and the languages in that society. It's one of the reasons I love I love words, because words in and of themselves show you the psychology of society. Look at the number of words denigrating women for fast or prom promiscuous-like behavior. Yeah, we have Jezebel, floozy, whore. Um, whore, ho, thought, ho. slut, thought birds and 
chicken heads. Yeah. All kinds of shit. What's the name for the men? We just call them heroes. <laughs> <laughs> Pimps and players. And somehow, which those um, denote men who beat the shit out of women and force them to have sex for them to get money and who are usually shiftless niggas that don't do shit themselves and beat the women and force them to have sex and make money. And that is praised in our society. This is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying about gender. That is praised. That's what we think about women. To be called a pimp. I mean, think about what we're saying. This is how we feel about women. It's okay for us to use you, abuse you, discard you, toss you to the side, blacken your eye, whatever we want to do to you, and move on and laugh at it. It's the same way it's okay to laugh at all of these times women are being hurt and abused. It's cool because they're just women. The same way white people feel like it's just a nigga. And we get in our feelings when they say it about black shit, but we have no problem when they say it about women. Or I shouldn't say no problem because you said some people got a problem. Yes, some people. I ain't seen enough of the problems because I seen a whole fucking <laughs> protest for months for George Floyd. What are we seeing for the women? It's just trickled and died down. Mm. That's how society responds to women in pain. It's too oh oh it's too much for us to handle. Get over yourselves. It was too much for them to handle when they was raped, abused, beaten, or whatever how did we, else. How did we get to the place of this yin yang energy? And this is a thousand or three thousand year old question I'm about to ask you now. But somehow we've established the yin energy. And I. I Evolution? Uh, to survive? I mean, how did it get to be that the, that the man is called yin energy? Right? Which, oh, is, not, which is. Is light and women are yang, well, which is dark? Well, not just light and dark, but. <laughs> One is all strength. One is all nurturing. Well, that's why I said evolution, because it goes back to hunters and gatherers. Okay. Um, I do think that men are physically stronger in general than women. There's nothing wrong with that. How did that seep so, into the psychology? Because, because... Because of evolution. Because the survival the fight to survive the concept of darwinism which is the um the the fittest will survive the survival of the fittest yeah same thing same difference um if i need to survive i need to do what i need to do period humans were cursed with consciousness so they no longer understand need and survival they now apply need and survival to mental and psychological concepts as well as physical concepts. Okay. And they no longer stop at just current needs. Like a lion is going to eat what he needs today to survive. Mm-hmm. And he's going to reproduce to continue his name and so to speak in the animal kingdom mm-hmm. but that's the extent of his work he's not passing on cognitive lessons to his children right he's not passing on financial lineage right so with human consciousness came all of these other things that we created mm-hmm. which creates a sort of fight against natural instincts in my opinion right if i were an animal 
I would have done everything else I've needed to do to survive already because I've reproduced. I've had kids. I've taught them sort of what they needed to do. I've taken care of my own needs and I know how to get food and shelter. Right. Right. Food and not even just shelter. Food and enough to get out of the rain. Yeah. If I'm an animal. If I'm a human, that's no longer enough. I need my house to be bigger than my neighbor's house. Mm -hmm. I need my house to have the nicest stuff. I need my transportation to get to point A and B to have the nicest stuff. I need my kids to have the nicest Go stuff. To college I need my kids to think well of me. I think I need everyone to think well of me. Mm-hmm. I need food that doesn't just sustain my vitamins and minerals and meets the requirements that my body needs. I need it to taste good. I need it to be delicious. I need it to be prepared a certain way. I need it to be done in a time that fits my timeline immediately and exactly. Do you understand how long lions may be starving in the wild before they get like they're working to get food, but they just know I got to keep doing this. I got to keep doing this. If I don't keep doing this, I die. But they literally die in the process of continuing to hunt to get the food. Right. That is not what we do. We eat for glutton because I'm feeling sad because I'm feeling down. We I mean, consciousness is a curse. And how does that tie back into how you think we've developed into this over masculine or because masculine? it's no longer a, it's no longer just a natural way of being. It's all of these other things I'm thinking of. And now I have um, no longer am I trying to survive today. Now I'm thinking about tomorrow. Now I'm thinking about my kids tomorrow. Now I'm thinking about 10,000 years from now. And now I need, 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 need. It's no longer about me making today's food and meal i have to think about tomorrow's meal i have to think about the meal for the next five years i need to think about the next 10 i mean in society if you don't have a five or ten year plan you're slacking in life so if i have to think about all those things i need to be prepared for all those things that's a fear-based response that i'm now tying into all of my actions so now my actions are no longer survival which is what we said the animals are now my, my now my actions are extra I need this, I need that, I need that because I'm trying to hoard all of these things to prevent a potential future collapse for myself, for my children, my yeah. generations to come. Yeah. So now I'm also competing with you because you need something now, but sorry, I got to take care of my kids that I haven't had yet. So I don't I can't even care about your current problems. I could not possibly care about your house burning down next to me because my children need a college fund and, and I, I haven't had children yet. And I see what you mean going way back, because if you think about the way that empires expanded and nations gathered more territory, and this is going back, like you were saying, hunter gatherer, tribal Viking. And then all of a sudden you get this mentality of conquer. This men, this that is attached, like you're saying, to the sphere of survival. And the power shifts hands to the strong. And we say that it's justified because we say the strong will survive. So if you can't keep up, you're weak. It's your fault. But we've put systems in place to disenfranchise certain populations or certain groups of people that we then justify that system by saying you're weak. You can't keep up. We know the systems are created to disenfranchise these people. We know that you've admitted to creating the systems for that purpose. All of that is known, and yet we continue to propagate a message that you're lesser than if you can't keep up. And the moment I get one step ahead, I don't want to be lesser than, so I have now joined the party and I make fun of the people behind me. And it doesn't matter how much of a step I have beyond my friend, I'm going to clown him for being lesser than me so that I can be up with the Joneses and I can be successful. And it's why you see, to me, in my opinion, it's no, re- it's no different than why we see Candace Owens, why she is the way she is. She's experienced trauma and suffering 
and now I want to be removed from the trauma and suffering and now you're telling me to connect to a people what people oh the black people why because you have the same same skin color where did that matter when I was suffering where did that matter when I was in pain when I was poor when I was being abused and belittled I need to escape that so I break from reality and I disconnect myself from that and I start to say I wasn't even abused I wasn't treated in a racist way no 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 it was because I was poor and if I'm not poor they'll treat me differently and they have treated her differently because she'll be their puppet as long as you're my puppet I'll treat you well it goes back to what we were saying a little bit I don't know if it was even in this podcast in the beginning but just sort of love right it's easy to love what's easy it's hard to love when it's hard do you think that when they say because right now when we talk in terms of society we talk about the the male dominance and so they kind of go together now society and male dominance mm-hmm. in a sense of this is what women should do men have more freedom socially yes and men, no yes because they well, have more freedoms as long as those freedoms align with masculine energy if they want to do something that's not masculine energy they don't have freedom and i only point that out because we don't necessarily also acknowledge that men suffer from the same situation or anyone in general right so even if i'm a black woman i can still suffer as a woman if i don't want to be womanly the same way if i'm a black man i don't want to act masculine or what is considered black if i'm into anime or weird shit or you know i speak proper i like to golf whatever shit doesn't make sense I don't play basketball. For what they say black people should do. Yeah. I ain't got a big dick. Whatever it is that the black people supposed to have and do. If you don't, you <laughs> off. <laughs> don't got a big butt for black girls. I know people laugh, but I have definitely felt like, damn, like I be seeing the white women with the big butts and I'm like, shit. How do I get robbed of the blackness? The blackness. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, do you think it's accurate when they say that assertiveness and competition and acquisition go with men and nurturing caring empathy and compassion go with women where is that distinction happening where how is that i absolutely think that's the case now you're entering into the nature nurture argument and i can't say for sure which right i can't say if it's genetic or if it's learned because it's existed as long as we can say and remember um And I still think it comes from the hunter and gathering concepts. And I don't necessarily think that that was always the case. But if we look at evolution, um, we also have to understand that society today is in society yesterday. So it's quite possible that the less feminine men and the more masculine women died off in society or were killed, if we're being honest, because we're talking about a more primitive society. They killed women who they considered witches who were basically smart women doing science or doing things that they couldn't understand at the time. Now we're going to see if you're a witch by drowning you. If you die, you're a witch. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, if you don't die. If you don't die, you're a witch. Who did? Who survives? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, so basically play that forward to men. What do you think they did to men? You think they didn't kill men? We're seeing them kill men today. Today. In 2020, men are being killed for being feminine. What do you think they did to men back then? So what I'm saying is we have passed down these genes, this hatred towards the feminine. 
but it comes from a fear of survival if there's men hunting and you can't keep up they will tell you can't eat or whatever the rules of that society were we need you gone you're not pulling your weight it becomes a fear-based thing once again now we have consciousness now our society is more consciousness even in the animal kingdom the weak animal is allowed to die off we're not we can't we can't take care of you we will die in the process of trying to take care of you so unfortunately we have to let you go humans gain consciousness blessing and a curse now i'm aware now i have compassion now i say i don't want my brother or sister to die supposedly so now i have some responsibility beyond just letting you die so we put these so-called rules in place in society to make us so-called civilized civilized to who depends on your system and your structure and who we try to keep in and who we try to keep out so the rules we created in society we created because we knew we needed to work together we knew that if we needed to work together we would need to create trust and we would need to establish boundaries but the problem with that is we have this false idea that boundaries are universal that structures and standards are universal and we forget that people are human beings that were colorful and unique and we need we have unique needs and we have unique boundaries so the system was a great idea but they have to evolve like anything else in life we as humans evolve nature evolves the earth we live in in and of itself evolves we have created structures and systems that we think don't need to evolve that is the problem now we're seeing evolution happen when a tree or a plant busts out of a seed when it's put into the ground each one of those things are traumatic experiences the seed is first buried under the soil the sprout has to crack through a shell grow through the dark and dust and dirt bust through the earth enter into the light and then grow and survive for the next however many years right. to become a tree so when you see the song WAP to me it is a part of the growth and evolution of women it is not the end it is not where we want women to stay at but it is part of our growth and our journey and why not who's to say that's what i was about to say next why not who's to say but my point is for some yes for some no and that's my point that's somebody's boundary that's somebody's journey that's somebody's growth the same way i have my own boundaries and growth and journey why do we have to try to control everyone's boundaries and growth and journey fear exactly usually fear of loss and there's fear of for instance yeah yeah uh, my daughter is going to listen to this and then she's going to try to be Cardi B or Meg and then she's going to go do it to some dude and I don't want to think of my little girl doing it or thinking of herself in these lewd terms and I don't want my little girl to get pregnant and, and then I don't want people to say my daughter's a hoe because that's what it comes back to as well. All these And if fears, they say my daughter's a hoe, they're going to say I'm a bad mother. Or bad father. Right, and especially and then from maybe the she won't survive. Maybe she'll have some problems, and she'll go through some tough times. Uh -huh. And I knew what those tough times did to me, and right. I would never want my kid to go through those tough right. times. So now I need to protect, and that's what I mean by consciousness. Boom, 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 boom. A hundred thoughts are happening of the future. But you know what? The one sentence that comes out of all of those thoughts about your daughter and your family and your fear—the one sentence that comes out is, "Cardi B is a hoe and she's reckless." <laughs> you know, like that's the sentence that got out out of all those fears you had about your daughter, your family, your past, uh, your man, your relationship, your or, or the men who are scared that their women will see this song and, and all of a sudden want to start wilding out a little bit more. 
and then you go all y'all hoes need to and that's why i kind of liked it they put that little there's some hoes in the house or whatever they say yeah. so i like that they're literally just saying it because y'all gonna well, say it the then thing. we'll just say it thank you we just watched black af black ish a th i mean my whole essay that i got to college was built on the n-word and how we have embraced using the n-word as a people yeah. how we have taken the scraps they have given us over and over as a people recycled it and made it into delicacy over and over again now as women they're terrible people when they're doing the same exact shit they're scary people and when people are scared well that's to the us, thing that i keep trying to project people. and po I, well not project but i keep trying to point out is that black men are acting like white men hello pot calling the kettle black pay attention to what you're doing because you're so up in arms and so and this is why i think i get bothered because the same men who are on facebook and social media who are so vocal and angry about what everybody else needs to do they're the same ones hurting all the women they're the same ones doing the same shit now they're so up and on all oh, the world needs to do this oh we need to talk about black issues and we need to project these issues and we need to, i mean i've seen it time and time and again in my family my family i was raised pro-black my family is so pro-black. My family talked nothing about ancestral roots and history and power of the people nothing and the black that. cause and all da-da-da-da-da. Protested, went to protest. My brother went to the Million Man March with my uncle. And yet, in real life, when shit's popping down and going down, where are they to be seen? Because it's great to do all of those things. It feels good to do those things. It feels great to be heard. It feels great to vocalize our frustrations. But when it comes down to actually doing the work, we don't, which is why we have divorce, which is why we have rape, which is why we have all of the issues that we have, because we just like to talk, which is the reason why it's easier to talk and say, clothe yourselves, women, and be meek and modest. Talk differently. Those are mm -hmm. easy solutions other than let me as a man control my urges and have some fucking self-control. That's too much to ask. Right. <laughs> That's impossible yeah. for a man to have self-control of himself. So now you as a woman, you need to clothe yourself. You need to adjust your language. You need to adjust how yeah. you talk, how you walk, how you act. Because, oh, my gosh. And I understand all the requests. He can't control the beast. He'll yeah. fall into this temptation yeah. so much so he has to rape you. Like, what the fuck is wrong yeah. with people? So it's the woman's fault that the man can't control himself. The same way it's somehow black people's fault that white people did all this shit to us. Because people don't want to take responsibility. It's so much easier for me to blame you. I'm angry with you. My life has changed because of you. This is this. You've done these things to me. You have a choice. In any situation. That's the reason I do respect my ancestral roots. The ones that killed themselves. Like we look at suicide as a thing and maybe that's why I've always had maybe a darker attachment to death because I've always felt like there's a cowardliness in life because there's fear. Once again, why don't you kill yourself? Because you're scared of the other side. Imagine the strength that it takes to say this thing that's coming, I know is not for us. I know this is too much. I know what it's going to do to our people. No, I'm not about to let you. Because I mean, look at us as a people belittled and tormented and demeaned and diminished and taught self-hate and every day I work with people coming to me women mostly but sometimes men who have been broken to the point where me telling them you are enough breaks them down to tears to tears ugly crying tears because of that one phrase that they should have heard so many times that's it you're enough you don't have to do anything different. You don't have to be anybody else. You don't have to change anything about yourself. The fact that you exist, the fact that you continue to exist, that's enough. Tears. Do you take that in? 
of course but I usually probably take it in as pain and frustration and anger because I want this to change but before the change do you take in that you're enough oh do I take in that I am enough yeah absolutely not (laughs) (laughs) idiot (laughs) how could I I that's why they have me that's what I'm saying I need a me I don't have me they have me Mm. I need a me so if I were to say to you you're enough as you say to them absolutely but it would take years the same way it takes them years well we're coming up on 17 18 so <laughs> have you told me that for 17 or 18 years in my and the best words i could find Oof. Mm. that'll get into a different conversation <laughs> <laughs> there's a whole different conversation and different business to put out there i don't know if we're doing that <laughs> But anyway, what do you see? Another question for you. We've talked a a bunch about what we see in the imbalance between uh, male and female energy or male and female interaction or male and female judgments. What are some steps forward um, for women? And and maybe I'll say some for men. What do you think for women? step forward for women they're doing it do the (laughs) fucking thing do what the fuck you want to do and stop letting any man or woman or anybody tell you what to do like i get that's the other thing that all my clients come to me for validation is it okay if i do this yes why because you want it to it's your life is this okay yes i think i need this then take it get it do it go for it feel see how that feels experience that wear this wear it post that post it see how you feel that's how you learn from life we go through life scared to ever make a mistake because society laughs at mistakes instead of learning to laugh at ourselves yeah we run from them laughing at us Mm -hmm. so we run from living Mm. Mm. it's the people that i admire who can laugh at themselves not laugh at others because you have your comedians who do that and there's like a cheapness in that that laugh at others like you can kind of see some of those comedians that are like just get up and joan like that's what you can that's what you got you can joan good for you i feel like all of us can if you grew up black poor anything you learn to tease and make fun of each other yeah that's not even impressive the ones that can get up and weave humanity into a story showing themselves and us ourselves comically comedically that's the gift yeah that's the art (laughs) that's beautiful because we call it an art form the other part is just the form that's the art i actually am going to take your last bit and segue it into the men in the sense that there's a detachment that a comedian can do from his personal pain to be able to see how he relates to humanity to weave that tapestry. Mm-hmm. So there has to be a ability to honestly assess yourself and what you're feeling to be able to analyze it or even tease it. Absolutely. And so for men, what I would say is, and I am no expert and or nothing like that, I'll just talk about my own journey. There's so many triggers that wasn't a my voice breaking for tears mm. but you see how my masculinity had to make sure you knew that <laughs> <laughs> but what i would say for the men is uh or for myself whatever 
is just to try to be honest when I do feel the quote unquote threats. You know, like, oh, my wife is my wife is going out and expressing herself and what danger could this bring and what fear do I have about it? And be honest. Or my daughters are growing up and wearing those shorts are getting shorter and <laughs> there's more a little bit more makeup here and there and, and I'm starting to feel that threat of uh, scared father, protective father. And I'm being honest in myself. Now, a lot of times I will feel what I consider right. And I've said that before, that your fear will almost convince you you're right. So you can make the thing not happen as opposed to like you were saying earlier, just sit in it, just feel it. I try to be honest with the discomfort. And I've even gotten to the point where I can start to verbalize it to, you know, my family and friends. It's all a process of just what what young called that shadow work just looking at the little parts of yourself that make you uncomfortable and the things in your life that are threatening or hurtful or whatever um if you could keep an eye on the monster it's much much more or less likely that it'll uh, jump on your back so i agree and i kind of would say that i would say the same thing for women too because i mean obviously i'm biased as a writer but it's the same technique that writing allows us. It's what comedy allows. It's what writing, journaling, like any medium where you're stepping meditation is the same concept. So it's praying to some extent because it's a process of removing yourself from the situation and looking at it. Um, I specifically like writing because it's also what therapy is doing. A thousand times clients come to me, they have thoughts and things going on. Once they say it to me, they start to therapize themselves. I feel like I made that word up. I don't even know if it's um, <laughs> actually a word, but like I use it all the time. But they really do. And I kind of tell them that's the point. You have it in you. Sometimes you need another person because you need somebody to bounce the ideas off of and yeah. to kind of like explore these concepts with. But like once you start to kind of say things outside, out like out loud, you're like, shit, it sounds differently when I say it out loud. People say that all the time. It sounds differently when I write stuff down, when I look at it, when I'm forced to remove myself from it. It's also different when it's in my head and no one knows it when I put it on paper and someone could possibly see it it's like shit this is what I'm thinking and feeling now you start to look at it why am I nervous for people to look at this right why am I anxious for people to see this if I don't want people to see these thoughts why am I holding them so tight love it so then you need to remove them so for my own healing that was what started the process I wrote out the things I felt and thought about myself and it wasn't pretty <laughs> and then I started crossing it out and writing the things I wanted to think about myself mm. and I didn't feel it and I kept writing it and telling myself those things until those feelings started to change that is called cognitive restructuring and cognitive reframing mm. it's the process of reframing your thought processes and rewiring your own brain circuitry to have healthier thought patterns mm -hmm. because the patterns we've been taught from a young age have been unhealthy. And so, yes, it would be a delight if your husband or your partner or whoever else, friends, family, support members could tell you you're enough for 17 to 18 years, but it's not likely. And it's likely that even if they are telling you that, they're telling you mixed messages and other signals that's going to be ringing louder and clearer. Yeah. So you have to tell yourself yeah. over and over and over again until you believe it. And even if you don't believe it, keep telling yourself that. And that is the exhaustion of humanity and consciousness, to be honest, because ignorance is bliss. Animals don't have consciousness and awareness. They live life blissfully, just doing animal instincts. Humans now have awareness. If I say this, 
what will this do to this person? If I do this, what will it do to them? If I think this, what will it do? I want to connect with them. Animals don't worry about that. Shake my tail feathers. Why we mad in the Why we mad in the human kingdom? Animals can shake their tail feathers. Shake your little tail feathers. Ooh, beautiful. Like what I see, I'ma get it. Done. One and done. <laughs> Over and done. Babies made. Process happy. Everybody goes about their business and it's fine. No humans. Mm-mm. Well, he was looking at her tail feathers too. He liked hers. <laughs> oh, it's just so exhausting. I think it's quite beautiful to see the. Because uh, a lot of times I think of it as the man and the woman or the human trying to break from those yeah. animal instincts as well as almost get back to a more peaceful place. I can mm -hmm. see both, you know, like. Yeah, because of consciousness. Steal, kill, and destroy uh, or whatever, survival, bite each other at the throat. We don't need that anymore. We can exist and understand and communicate to prevent some of the the violence and the the brutality. Oh, can we? <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs>